And now time for something completely shameless. This is Hellenics. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. And you are listening to The, the Escape, Escape Pod. Cast. This show was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. Take it away, boys. One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The Escape Pod Cast, a service of the Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Eyre and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod, cast and my oh my was it a buggy week oh my gosh neil somebody call the exterminator well i mean we will discuss the bugs and we will discuss what bugs were fixed and also i mean seriously the bugs that are still hanging around it's getting a little bit uh, creepy crawly in here Yes, and uh, uh, it does not help that we don't know if the most recent hotfix is actually going to resolve all of the bugs. I mean, if we could just see what squads we've used in GAC, I'm sure you'd be happy. Oh, I would be much happier, but not as happy as the people dealing with GK at the moment. That is a major bug. If you haven't heard of it, Stick around, we'll explain the craziness that Operation Metaverse unleashed upon the world. And yes, I think we will discuss some other things as well. If because... we can even find anything, at least we do have a guest you found this week. Yes, this week our guest is Celiac Sarah, and we will tell you all about her when we bring her on to the show later. I think you did mention to me that uh, she likes the territory battles. Yes, you will appreciate her as a territory battle fan. Yay! And of course, we'll have Patreon's choice on the bridge. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast news. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod cast. I'm your host, Anev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero life partner, Paul. Paul, how are you today? I am doing all right, Neil. It's it's quite uh, it's been quite a week. Thank you for stepping in for me for uh, some of the things that I normally do. I really do appreciate that. Um, but you have reason to celebrate because, correct me if I'm wrong, you are on your way to Jedi Master Luke. Yeah, I'm farming those annoying ticket things on the light side nodes. Um, so having never experienced going for a GL before, I couldn't... It was hard for me to, to empathize with um, <laughs> everybody. I, I didn't know what you were going on about. It's like, oh, this system's terrible. It's awful. Can't stand it. It's like, didn't know. Didn't have a clue. Didn't have a Scoobies. What you were going on about now i understand it and it's like yeah this is this is ridiculous so uh i'm 
I'm currently on uh, seven out of eight attempt um, attempts of tier one. And I'm Have you attempted that. tier two or three? No, no, no. I haven't touched them yet. Oh, jeez. I haven't touched them yet. So I'm just gonna. Do, so I'm doing one, and then I'm gonna do um, two. So I'm saving up no. to 100, 135, and then I'll do the last one of tier one, and then I'll do all of tier two in one go, all four of them. I would definitely say I would go after tier three first, just so you can get the hardest part of that whole thing out of the way. Makes no difference. It does make a difference because they to, cost I still, more. I still, have to, I still have to do. I still have to do four of two. I still have to do three of three. So whether I do a couple of three and then go back to two is irrelevant. I still have to do two, and then I still have to do three. And if you're thinking, I'll... oh well, if you make a mistake on three, you can just fall back to two. I can't negate the mistake. So it, it really. So I just want to do them in order, in sequence. I can, I can, you know, I'm working out how much, you know, I need 135. And then when I get to the end of tier two, when I see tier three, I'll be able to work out exactly how many I need to do all three of tier three. I'll save up the, the things for those. I'll do that in a chunk. And then I'll work out what I need for four, five and six. And I'll work out what tickets I need for that. And then I'll do them in a chunk. I'm not doing it bit by bit by bit and go here let and going forward. I just want to do it all in one go in sequence so that it's done and dusted and out of the way and going backwards or forwards really makes absolutely no difference because you've still got to do the set amount of battles in each tier until you've got jml so yeah no, no one's I, i'm not i will not accept from any oh it's better if you do it this way no it really makes zero difference so it doesn't it doesn't make a difference in what you have to produce but I I would have recommended that you did one of one, one of two, and then done all of the threes. So as you get smaller amounts, you can continue to gather more, more tickets. So you're happy with that. Yeah, but I've still got to, yeah, I've, st <laughs> I've still got to save them up in order to do the first few chunks. It, so, you're you're well, right. You, you are absolutely right. Um, yeah. but if, by if the I way, a, if I hadn't if saved I just, it up and done a chunk, I still would have had to have saved up the exact same amount of energy. I would have just been using it that date and that date and that date and that date instead of not doing the one then, not doing the one then, not doing the one then, but doing them all at the same time at the end. So again. I'm just I just think you're I think you're going to get fatigue of uh of grabbing those uh grabbing those tickets. Oh, well, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just doing my regular farm and every day I just quickly tap on and see, oh, I I'm at 117 of 44. Yeah. And I'll do some cuz I'm I'm my, my it's kind of it, it's it's works out for me because the the farm the farming that I'm doing at the moment Every single thing I'm farming is light side, except for the Bo-Katan shards, which are on dark side. That's it. Everything else I'm farming on light side. So every single bit of my energy, with, with the exception of that one farm, it's all going on light side anyway. <laughs> uh, so Rad says that he did it your way because of less remodding. Joe Lemmy says that they did it my way, which makes more sense. 
it's it's whatever you choose you know it's whatever you choose by the way um i don't know if i said it thank you big country megs for the uh resubscribe need a little we'd love to see a hype train today just to get us over the hump for the month we are behind on the month but that's uh that's you guys you know <laughs> we love the uh, we are supported by by viewers like you and listeners <laughs> Yeah. So Mr. Bojangles sassy. It's this game has started to feel like a chore to me, Neil. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with the two big losses in Grand Arena these the past two weeks and the craziness that has been going on with me at work with all the projects that I'm being thrown on. I'm not complaining that I'm getting these, this, <laughs> these jobs at work. I I love that they're relying on me and, and the faith that they're taking uh, they're putting in. But when I've missed bonus energy in the middle of the day, you know, the big one, Three times in the past week, I start to wonder. I mean, I'm not quitting. I'm 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 not gonna be I'm not gonna be throwing up the throwing my hands up and walking away. I'm not I'm not Scotty. <laughs> it's but lately GAC's new format, it kind of has me a little bit more burnout. Because it requires more of a time investment. Mm-hmm. What what are your what are your thoughts on the latest GAC? You know, how have you felt playing GAC this these past weeks? I know you're doing well. Yeah, but- no, I'm. I'm. It, it makes absolutely no difference to me whatsoever. Yeah, sure. It's more 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 defensive teams, more offensive teams, and it takes longer to stream. Um, but to be honest, it's it's not taking me that much longer to stream. It, I mean, I'm still it's still taking me two hours to do. It's still taking me roughly four two hours to do four accounts, and um, I'm I'm happy. I've gone twenty twenty five and two. No, hang on. Twelve, twenty four, thirty six minus two thirty. I've gone thirty four and two across all four accounts in three weeks. Um, so I'm I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I, I I mean I'm having to do a lot more research on my main. So I suppose yeah, you know, since you've only got one, uh, in order to seek victory, you do have to do a lot more research. Um, it is not as um, easy than it was before because of the increased number of defenses and the increased number of offenses. You have to really look at what your opponent does. Um, so yes, from that point of view, there is a um, a lot more time required of it, and I imagine that um, I don't know. I mean, it's still going to be more time consuming when five v five rocks him, but we have no frame of reference yet, so we haven't done a five v five. But I imagine that's probably going to take a little bit more time than the standard five v five from old before the reboot. Yeah, but grinding? Know- no, not really. I know we we wanted conquest mode. 
Mm-hmm. Galactic Conquest is fun, but can the be fact fun. That you... <laughs> What's that? Can be fun. It can be fun, but I what I'm experiencing is a little bit of, and I don't know how those you know people that play Marvel Strike Force do it. I'm experiencing a little bit of. There's always something you need to do. It's, and I think that the keyword in there is need. If you want to get the red box, you need to log in and, and do this at these intervals. If you want to excel in Grand Arena Championships, you need to do more research because your opponent's going to have more teams. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens with that's what happens with um, uh, with competitive PvP though. You know that's that's just the nature of competitive PvP. Well, I'm imagine, also talking imagine... conquest here. Yeah. Um, so it's not just conquest. I'm, I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing signs of fatigue. I don't necessarily. I I, I walk back the comment of burnout if I said it. But I'm definitely having Galaxy of Heroes fatigue from having to go in at these certain intervals to get the certain times. And yeah, there's so much to do in the game. There's literally so much to do in the game that finding the t- finding the time to do it, it's not easy. It's because of all of these extra modes. You know, so you've got conquest, you've got challenges, and now you've got all of the extra time required on Grand Arena Championships, right? This time last year, we didn't have any of that. So add the challenges, the conquest, and now the extra uh, defenses, the extra offenses, and the extra research required for Grand Arena Championship. And that is a whole lot of time extra that you've got to spend in the game compared to this time last year because there's just more con- you know there's just more content in the game it's just you know the game is so much huger and more time consuming now than it was last year and prior but, to the prior to everything that we have now we were complaining you know we have and we, yeah i was going to say weren't we, we complaining have, we have we only have ourselves to play we were asking for we were saying we want more content we want to be at a login and do something. And, you know, for all intents purposes, that's now the case. That is now the case, especially when you've got conquests running constantly. Every, you know, well, not constantly, but it runs for a constant two-week period. There's always something to do there. And then you've got the challenges. There's always a challenge. Every few days, there's a challenge. It's out, it's out, it's out. You know, I don't know. They all just blend from one to the next, as far as I'm concerned. We still got territory wars. We still got territory battles. The Crankle, we got that as well. You know, we have so much content. That's why I haven't heard anybody, any content creator or streamer, utter the words in the this year. Um, we need more content. I cannot remember the last term I heard the last time I heard someone say the game needs more content because it doesn't. There's so much. There's too much for some people. Well, Conquest, you're saying there's always something to do with Conquest. I 
look at it and I go, okay, if I run into a certain team on Conquest, and I even look ahead, I even try to plan ahead the best I can. If I run into a certain team on Conquest and I don't have a certain team to take it down, I'm waiting for their stamina to go back up to 100%. So they're at 100%. I think they honestly should relook at the stamina. Stamina. I, I always have trouble with that word. That's not, that's not a that's not a new thing. But by the way, thank you, JJ Manners, for the subscription. We've missed you as well. Um, to, to me, Neil, if if I'm having to find these certain teams in hard mode, that I'm having to wait for those refreshes and it costs so damn much to buy us a, a pack to replenish the stanima. I, I just, I just do others. I, I go back. I'm thinking, cause I've, I've hit walls before with teams and I'm thinking to myself, I know that team can win, but it needs to be a hundred percent. And it's at like 70 or 60. So I just go yeah. back to previous sectors and look at at 70 or at 70 or 60. We shouldn't have to, incur uh, these already what's the word we we shouldn't have to incur penalties at 90 and 80 yeah maybe 70 but at 90 and 80 you should still have full strength teams well, they, that, well that's the point of stamina is you you, you just get you know it, it's it's you know you your team can't be full strength all the... I mean, it'll start with full health and protection, but the percentages are reduced as a result of the stamina. And that's why I'm... If I, if I get... If I hit a wall, if I stop somewhere, that's why what I tend to do is I, I start from the beginning. I go back to Sector 1. Uh, I look at the five overall feats, and I go back to Sector 1, and it's like, oh, okay, so I haven't done all of the feats. I need to allow that team of five, um, you know, a day or so, to crank back up to 100%, I'll use my other teams to complete the feats. So I'm never, I, I'm never just, oh, right, I've got nothing in Conquest to do because I have to wait for this one specific team to get back up to 100%. I've got an entire roster, potentially, at 100% that I can use in other areas of the game to do feats. So that's what I do. So I've never come across the scenario you're coming up with, which is like you said, you feel penalized because there's nothing you can do except wait. And I'm never in a situation where I have to wait for one team to go back up to 100%. I'll use other teams to do other things in Conquest to, you know, like completing feats, like getting a two of three or a three of three. Or maybe I'll have another pop at the um, the boss because there's always <laughs> feats I haven't done against bosses. Because, um, you know, 99 times out of 100, I'll hit a boss and I'll win it, but I'll only do like one out of the four feats or two. Right. Out. So, you know, I've always got the option to then go, and, and that's what I do. So I never hit a, a point where I think to myself, I cannot do anything other than, you know, energy, uh, you know, energy running. You know, this, the whole stamina thing to me is like the energy, you know. You've got, you've just got to wait for energy and stamina to regen, you know. I don't look at it as a penalty. I just look at it as I have to wait for that one team, which is a pain in the ass. I wish I had two it teams is. for everything. Well, I don't have a GL if, yet, so it's even more of a pain in the ass for me. If I'm going to play a game and I run into a, uh, run into something that I say, 
this is a pain in the ass. And I experienced that pain in the ass for two weeks. It's, it doesn't inspire confidence in yourself. Um, IVD Voodoo says, for me, they need to get rid of the currency for swapping discs. They did say on when we were doing the Jedi Academy, the mini marathon for Jedi Academy, uh, Crumb did say, you know, using those to change your discs and with, you know, the shards for characters being so expensive, that's something they did want to look at. Am I, did I, am I recalling that correctly, Neil? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a notepad with him. <laughs> he was writing so much stuff down. People were coming up with, you know, lots of critiques um, and criticisms. So uh, yeah, um, I do believe that Trump wrote down something along those lines regarding energy for data disks. Yes. Uh, I, I do believe that was something that Warrior brought, brought up. Um, to crumb um uh, you know along with probably many other people actually but I, my, my first recall is of uh of uh, warrior saying it so uh yeah yeah um just it, it just helps with people then wanting to actually legitimately spend the currency Ooh. on shards ice house has a really really neat idea to help with the currency for swapping discs they should let us sell the discs for currency Five for a gray, 10 for a green, 15 for a blue, 20 for purple. Uh, yeah, no, I think something like that would be, a, I think something like that's an absolutely great idea, but they'd have to create an entire new storefront. Uh, yeah. they, they, would have to, they would have to create an entire new store um, uh, unless they could come up with some kind of in-game functionality that allows you to sell data disks in a similar way that you sell mods. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I just don't think... So I think it's a great idea. I just think something like that would be complicated for the code and integrate into the game. Um, even, you know, some, some of the... Some, the it's, I'm, I'm not denying that it's a great idea. I just think that they would look at it and go, that's a lot of coding. It's a lot of man hours or no reward for DG. So I don't, just don't see it being something that would reward them for the effort despite it being an excellent idea. I might be more inclined to refresh energy, which costs crystals. If there was something more substantial in dealing with conquest more, mm -hmm. and it's a PV. Nev, I'm saying this as a PVE guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. Um, and I, I think that all of these little, these really, really good ideas, because Conquest is so important to them, um, it, it's, it's going to have little tweaks um, here and there as the game, you know, as the, um, as the mode evolves. 12 months from now, you know, we'll be saying, oh, you know, give, it, give us our data disk loadouts. We want data, you know, we'll be asking for the same things in conquest that we ask for in ships and in character menu it's like oh i want to be able to see what you know this and i want to be able to see that and i want to be able to do this loadout and i want to be able to change things around and i want to be able to swap things out at the click of a button so you know little things like that as people as the game gets played more and more and more and everybody grows to know you know just muscle memory in their brain because the brain you know the, the that brain being the most important muscle of all 
uh, people will, you know, get to the ends and it's like, well, I've got this data set, but I have to manually change it. I, I just want to be able to create data sets and swap them in and out and it not. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it'll evolve. I think it'll evolve for the better. Zaz does say what I was also thinking that after every boss, <laughs> you all right, bud? Yeah, sneezing. <clears throat> after every boss, disc drop should be all should be all purples. I don't think it should be all purples, but it should be ones that are highly used. Um, it, it should be blue at minimum. I, I would think that it should be blue at minimum. What my 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 biggest complaint regarding the um the data cards after a boss is I would just like for each one to be different. I'm sick of coming across nodes and seeing two, sometimes three of the same data disk on the same node. It's like why why are you showing me three um cost of commissions? commissions? Yeah. Why are you showing me three um, of this, three of, you know, and especially when you've not, it, I mean, it, it sucks when you've, um, it sucks when you haven't got it because you're like, well, that's, I've got no, I have to pick one of them. All three of them are the same. It's even worse when you get to one of those nodes and you've already got it. So you're like, oh, you know, so you struggle your way to, to you scratch, struggle your way to the scavenger node and you're like, Oh God, thank God. I hope, I hope that there's something good there that I can use to improve on what I've currently got. And then it opens up and it's three identical data disks and you've already got one of them or two. Well, you, you can, and that that's what I always do is I, you know, I will plan ahead. I'll go in, I'll look the three spots away and if there's something I really, really, really want, I don't care what's in the way. I will go through it. If it's just crap, then I'm going to go around a Galactic Republic team with that steadfast retribution crap. Yeah, no, and, and that that that's not what I'm concerned. That that's not that's fine. I'm 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 in exactly the same boat. But if you see one three away, it doesn't matter what the planning is getting to it. If it's three of the same. What difference does it make? If you're looking ahead to a scavenger that's three away and you open it up and all three of them are the same, you're not thinking about, oh, how do I get to it? You don't care how you get to it because, you know, when you get to it, it's nothing. It's a meaningless node with three that you don't care about. That's that's what that point. I'm not talking about not seeing it and then opening it up and it being three of the same. Get you know, not knowing it is just not looking. As soon as that line crosses the threshold, you can go and have a look. But looking at them and seeing all the same, it's like a, a lot of the time I'm like, okay, fine, they're all crap. I don't need any of them. I'll just pick the you know the path of least resistance. You know, yeah. I used to be excited to open one of those scavenger nodes and see what fun data disk is going to be on, on there. But you know, this the, the last one was just you know very very grindy. And I got stuck on on the same boss on all four accounts. Ray didn't get past her. Didn't matter what. The and, and it's the and it's because we no longer have deployable cooling systems. Yeah, I miss my deplorables. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have take... boss data disks on my main account, like really <laughs> boss data disks. I thought I'm going to do it. Didn't do it. Let's go ahead and take a break. On the other side of this, we will talk about the creepy crawlies, the bugs, right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hotbot and Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Potawans. Be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking bot, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P A T R E O N.com slash the escape pod and sign up today thank you for supporting and listening to the escape podcast hello friends this is thaddeus from going nerdy and i approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service the world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy Offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. We want you join the GAC chain gang today. This is the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion and the leader of the GAC chain gang. I am sending out a call to action for any Swago content creators on Twitch who would be willing to broadcast their GAC attack rounds alongside some of our best, including Mr. Jigabachi, Dr. Zeppers, Rico1982, and the Bounty Honeys. What is the chain gang, you ask? We are an amazing group of content creators who are dedicated on streaming the Grand Arena Championship attack rounds on Twitch. The idea is to provide continuous content back-to-back -back from one streamer to the next and allow the viewers to enjoy more Swago content as well as enjoy the variety of streamers that are currently present in the group. If you are interested in joining the chain gang, please reach out to myself on Discord at AndyBeads, hashtag 7465, or you can send us a message on our Twitter page at ChainGAC. Join us today. We have your back. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome 
to the Patreon leaderboard. Paul is very super, super busy uh, at the moment. So I am subbing in for him for the duration of today's leaderboard. As you can see, we are still in month one, phase three reporting. So let's get onto the stats and see how everybody did. And we kick off with uh, Big Country Mags, who scored a uh, nice, juicy uh, uh, 3-0, another 3-0. Wasn't far off his uh, score from the previous week, 7,515. He picked up 38 wins, 15 losses, and he got four holes this week. Pretty good. So another 3-0 um, this week for BCM. Uh, round one, do have some details, round one. Uh, no attack, and it was an auto-deploy, so a DNS and an auto-deploy, which is always nice for round one. Round two was a full clear with a DNS, so again, no no attack. And uh, round three, full clear. Uh, opponent did show up for this one, uh, cleared BCM's top zone and got held up on fleet node. Uh, didn't even bother attacking the slacker, so it didn't take anything out of the bottom. Moving on to D. D did not have a very good week, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, sometimes uh, real life takes over and you've got to be absent. You, you know, when you're just doing Grand Arena for fun, um, then you're going to, you know, miss rounds. But uh, it's the, the taking part that counts. So let's move on to Dark Helmet. <laughs> Two and one for Dark Helmet. Good scores. Good stats, two and one, uh, 8,679 banners for the week, which is a very, very respectable score. 43 wins, three losses, nine holds. So um, the, the, clear, you know, the, the clearances are there. Uh, round one um, faced a 4GL auto deploy. So you know that that guy ain't turning up. Um, he was a DNS, opponent didn't attack. Round two, full clear. Um, did show up, the opponent did show up, but it was an opponent that, uh, you know, didn't get the full clear. So, round two to Dark Helmet. Round three, they both cleared each other, but unfortunately, uh, Dark Helmet lost it by a meager three. Three banners. So, yeah, um, bad luck. Unfortunate Dark Helmet, but, uh, you know, you you'll you'll get beyond that don't worry ah oh, the good dr jojo with a uh, two and one eight thousand eight hundred and fifty nine banners 45 wins four losses eight holds round one no worries not a problem there round two faced a guy with equal gls equal mods um and a higher lifetime banner score so uh yeah um the good doctor had his work cut out for him. Uh, he uh, says he was sloppy, lost three battles, and uh, he got one shot full cleared by his opponent for the first loss of the season, unfortunately. So no 12-0 and 0 for the good doctor, but he has had them before. I'm sure he'll bounce back. Round three, another 4GL opponent who suffered the wrath of the Dr. Jojo. Oh, yes, he did. Barely put up a fight, um, and now the uh, next week's opponents uh, will have to suffer through a Relicate Ultimate Jedi Master. On to Four Strong. Um, he, uh, his report was in code. Uh, he went one and two, 6,987. 
Banners wins 34, losses 4, holds 6. And the weekly report is pound sign at dollar sign percentage 3v3. That is all. So four characters that are... <laughs> yes, I think we can all guess where you're coming from, four strong. But you, your stats did get better from last week. Sure, you, you know, fine, it's still it's another one and two. Uh, but you, you, you did better this week than you did last week. You got more banners, you got more wins. So uh, uh, chin up, mate, you'll get there. Hot sauce, total domination. Stats, 3-0, banners, 9,000. 874, so close to the 10K mark. Only seen it once, and that was accomplished by Loki. Wins, 51. Losses, only two. Holds, 14. That is a very, very sweet triple whammy. Narman with, with not the... Uh, uh, the most disappointing of weeks. Uh, uh, it was a two and one. He scored 6,780 banners, got 31 wins, only three losses, only three holds. So actually, you know, that's that's a good week. That is um, not a week to be disappointed with. And yes, so uh, an, um, a no and three, banners 5,709, wins 19, losses five, holds eight. Uh, it was the same time as, uh, 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 but uh, so a crazy week at work, limited pools, playtime. But at the same time, last week's self-admitted embarrassment of a zero and three left him scarred for life. It happened again this week, an 0 and three, forgetting to set defense in round one, did him in and then just getting beaten at every turn on the other two rounds didn't bode well. He did get a win at the first round of this week's, but that doesn't count for this one. He is happy to report that his erodium streak was not broken though. He will not succumb to failure on that part. There we are with the division. There it is, there's the table. BCM at the top, Dr. Jojo just behind, and then everybody else falling into line. So uh, really, really good week for Hot Sauce. That uh, he's he's within um, BCM now. We'll just have to see how things go for BCM. You've got to bear in mind, everybody as well, that uh, of course the Patreons are in mixed divisions. So they're not all in the same division. So uh, some will have more banners than others, obviously. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll uh, uh, get back to the show. I will see you guys on the other side of this break. The Escape Pod cast. Oh, no, cl no classified. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gents. Thank um, you again, Neil, for filling in for me there. <gasps> <laughs> if I get too close to the camera, shiny fall, I will blind you. Okay, any any lip from any of you out there, and I'll blind you with my shiny forehead. Uh, it, the, by the way, for for those uh, watching on Twitch, they got to see in the Patreon leaderboard two Neils deliver mm -hmm. that report at the same time, and uh, you know, with the with the issue going on with the camera and the shiny forehead, that's the way to tell the two Neils apart. The bad Neil does not have a shiny forehead. No. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, we have a little bit of a of a bug. We had a lot of bugs. We have a lot of bugs. 
yeah, there are definitely some uh, issues in the. Um, there are definitely some issues in the game at the moment. This the week biggest has... one, the biggest one for you and I, is the fact that we can't see what gear they are in Grand Arena. No. Um, remember before you go into in battle. a battle, yeah, in a battle, and then also we can't see what we've used in our inventory screen. No, it used to be it used to be that they were hued out slightly red, um, but yeah, they seem to have abandoned that. It's gone. It's not there. Along with you know numerous other issues like the um, uh, like the bug on the fleet node. If you go, you know, some people, myself included, uh, one of my alts suffered this, the Pom Pom Tastic account, um, going in for a mop up on a second fleet, uh, on the second fleet in the fleet node in Division 6, and the screen never loads up. You just get the circle of death. Only happened on one account, but won the first battle, second fleet battle, lost, thinking, uh, you know, I'll go in, I'll do a mop up. I knew I was going to have to do a mop up. Can't even get to your squad selection. You tap on the game, sorry, you tap on the fleet to go to battle with it, and you just get the circle of death. And I tried it three separate occasions over a 12-hour period, and at no point did the circle, you know. So, yeah, there were bugs. They, they just, and, um, yeah, and, and it was all a result of the, um, um, it was all as a result of the, uh, the hotfix. So we had the hotfix. Then the... Grand Arena week started and, you know, it, all these problems, you know, all these bugs. Um, um, not to mention the, it wasn't just GAC bugs either. Um, there was a bug, not a bug, but there was an unintended consequence of the, uh, the kits for, um, perfect example would be Jedi Guardian, ultra slow Galactic Republic tanks being able to manipulate the mechanics with um Je uh, with jedi master kenobi so that you for all intents purposes get an infinite loop on um taunting and um damage immunity so i mean i, I wouldn't really call that a bug that is literally just a, th th every single time we have gls we've discussed this paul every time a gl comes into the game uh, or they do updates on characters, or they do reworks on characters, there is some type of unintended consequence. Um, there is some type of unintended consequence with other characters. Um, Pit Raid. Slacker. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. They yeah. nerfed it. Sometimes they... And here's the thing. Sometimes they nerf these things, and sometimes they don't. Um, well, if... Here's uh, here's this the is words. something that they'll nerf. This is something that they'll they'll nerf this. Well, you you say that, but here is literally the words. We are aware of an unintended interaction involving Jedi Master Kenobi and Galactic Republic tanks, in which the tanks can gain infinite taunt and damage immunity. We are investigating this issue, and this is what threw me for a loop. And this time, it is uncertain if we need to take action to prevent the unintended interaction from occurring. However, that outcome is a possibility. 
yeah, yeah that, they kind of need to take action on this. That they'll take as as long as as long as that as long as that team can uh, as long as that team can't be beaten, can't be beaten, then yeah, something needs to be modified in the game. If, however, a counter to that um, is discovered by theory crafters or by somebody just by pure accident, then they won't change it. There's one counter to it right now that I'm aware of. There's one counter to the another galactic legend. One other galactic legend, Sith Eternal Emperor. Right. Okay. So there's a counter to it then. There is a there's a counter to it, but it's a galactic legend. That yeah, no, they they. I mean, and that's why I. It, it, Providing there is a counter, I don't think that they'll want to um, they'll want to change it. As long as there's a counter, um, I don't think that they'll change it. If there was no counter, I think that they would look at it and go, "We, we cannot have a team that is um, technically impossible to beat without a specific counter." You know, it's it's like, for example, perfect example would be the Ray and Prey team. All right, it's called Ray and Prey for a reason. Um, you know, you pray that your opponent has nothing to beat it. And every time I faced a Ray in 3v3, I've had nothing to beat it that would allow me to go on and win. So I end up having to play, you know, more defensively. Uh, and that's the way I look at it with, um, with, uh, with Kenobi. But um, because we're talking about a galactic legend that can counter it, it's not going to affect um, as many people. It's the it's crappiest what... galactic legend. What, C? Uh, C? Yeah. Okay. Still, lots of people still have him, though. And if they were to come across that team in squad arena, they, they, you know, they might, they, they'll, they'll either have a counter to, to take it out, or they'll just skip over it. And here's the thing. If, if you're in an arena shard that's got lots of Cs, that's got lots of competitors with Cs, you're not going to want to leave that team on defense for too long because then everybody that's got a C is going to look and, oh, that's the Jedi Guardian Kenobi. Brilliant, I've got C. I can take that out straight away. You want, um, you know, to leave something on defense in squad arena that, you know, is tough to be beaten by everything. But if there's one solid counter against it and it's C, and you know that half the people in your top 20 have got C. It's not something you're going to want to leave because it's an E counter. Because it's a solid counter, isn't it? So, well, we'll see moving forward. We'll just have to wait and see, won't we? You know, people are like, wait a minute. Emperor is the best galactic legend. It's great on offense and for climbing an arena. Yeah. I, I give you that, but I fear people that have... Rays and slackers and JMLs in Grand Arena championships more than I fear anybody that has a has a Eternal Emperor. You know, it's it is not the end all be all. It does not have that many uses outside of Arena. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's it's. I mean, uh, in a lot of cases, it's probably. Um, uh, it's going to be down to point of view. 
It really, really is going to be down to point of view. I, I mean, like, I, 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 when it comes to Grand Arena, I, I, there's no team I fear. Um, I mean, if if I see specific teams, uh, you know, I might sigh, a, you know, I might sigh or have a bit of a groan because I'm looking at that person's roster and I'm thinking to myself, bollocks, I can't beat that team. Which means I can still get the win, but I'm not going to get the full clear. You know, I just have to be more strategic. I have to be more tactical than my opponent. Um, and, uh, you, you know, maybe that'll be the case with, um, uh, maybe that'll be the case with um, Galactic Legend Kenobi. All I know is, um, it's, it, it, you know, it's just one more extra um, unintended consequence created by either an update or a new character integrated into the, um, uh, into the game. Um, and I'm trying to remember the last time there was something like... In fact, it was Geos. The last time we had, like, character, new character or a character update that uh, affected other teams was, was the jar was when they re-upgraded and did the hive mind on the Geos and people discovered that you could just absolutely wreck them with the... Um, uh, with, thermal uh, thermal, with thermal detonators. Here's the thing, that wasn't something so much so for the Geos, but it, it created a similar situation with a lot of other teams. Mon Mothma's another one, you know. I still remember, and this was around the beginning of when we started doing the show, I still remember Urza with the Utini Bomb Hail Mary that won him his GAC. Yeah, yeah, Utini bitches. You know, it's one of the most famous, uh, you know... But it's one of the most famous lines spoken in, um, uh, uh, you know, in in Star history. Of Harry. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, it's 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 popular culture. When people go in um, with the Jawas, they don't say, "Oh, I'm going to go in with the Jawas." They say, oh, "I'm going to go in with a new teeny bomb." You know, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's more iconic than, "Oh my, oh god, the money." <laughs> <laughs> it's more iconic, you know, teeny bomb. Slash Utini bitches is more iconic than oh god the money. <laughs> mm. I'm out of orange pop. Damn. Oh well, hold on there. I just heard a Brit use the word pop to describe what other people call soda. I approve, Neil. I wholeheartedly approve. It's pop. It's pop. It is. It's pop. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's. A, I, I refer to any cheap carbonated drink as pop. That's it. Yeah. If, if I mean, I'll call a doc, you know, I'll call a Dr Pepper, Dr Pepper. I'll call a Coke a Coke. I'll call a Pepsi a Pepsi. But if it's some random brand name that I've never heard of before, then it's just pop. I'm not going to call it by its name because it's just pop. You know, it's cheaper. It's like it's like Soda Stream water. That you've added a random flavor to. Uh, yes, yes. Country Magnus, yes. finally, finally, you've been corrupted by the Midwest. <laughs> no, no, no. We've been calling pop in the UK pop for a long time. As uh, Mini IVD Voodoo points out, Panda Pop, Panda Pops were these tiny little bottles of the vilest cola you could imagine. It was rank, but their orange, an orange Panda Pop and the cherry Panda Pop were actually quite nice. Would you agree with me, IVD? The cola <laughs> panda pop was awful, but the cherry pop, the cherry panda pop, and the orange panda pop were quite nice. You know, he says tastes like, like battery acid. Tastes 
Cherry was lit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, cherry was lit. It was. I always thought that the orange tasted like um, Fanta. I did. Um, but fa you know, fa I I've never understood people that pop that pay for Fanta when you can get a cheap orange aid from any other brand. Why would you pay through the nose for Fanta? You know, it's it's like a designer label on something that you know, like a, it's an orange. Slap a designer label on it, on it all you like. At the end of the day, it's still an orange. But wouldn't you like those Louis Vuitton garbage bags, Neil? Yeah, exactly. I would love, you know, I mean, I would be the first in line at the Louis Vuitton store for some Louis Vuitton bin bags. Exactly. That is that is what it is. You know, Fanta is the Louis Vuitton of Orange Aid. It's completely unnecessary. This is the discussions we end up having when there's no news in Swaga. Come on, Capital Games. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get something. The Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta. There's a Coca-Cola Museum. Oh, my God. Oh, of course there's a Coca-Cola Museum. There's the, there's the Hershey factory. Hershey, you know, there's a, there's a, in Ohio, in Bryan, Ohio, there's a Spangler Candy Museum. Spangler Candy is the maker of Dum Dum Suckers. I'm sure you know those, Neil. No, you don't know. You don't know Dum Dum Suckers. No, no, Dum Dum Pops. It's it's not a confectionery that uh, transitioned to the UK. Just well, like I mean, you just like Dandelion. And, I mean, do you know what Dandelion and Burdock is? I don't. But you've been in this country for how long, and you don't know what a, especially in the Midwest, and you don't know what a Dum Dum Sucker is. I'm, I'm, I'm 40, you know, I'm over 40, I'm the wrong side of 40, I don't eat candy, you know, I might Says the have... guy that pops, that pops a bunch of gum in his mouth every single yeah, they're show. Ni they're nic it's nicotine gum. <laughs> it's nicotine gum. I go to the pharmacy section at Walmart for nicotine gum. I don't go to the confectionery aisle. I never go to the confectionery aisle because I don't do sweets. I mean, I might do a muffin. Or something like that, but yeah, I you know I no I don't do I don't eat lots of sugary sweets. I don't. I just don't. It's not my thing. You know, I'll do All chips. Right. I'll do chips and crackers. Big country mag. I'll do popcorn. <laughs> Big country mag says, "Dum dum suckers" takes me back to childhood, looking for cans on the side of the road to trade for five cents, so they could pay five cents for a dum dum sucker. No, no. In in the UK, when I was a kid, you used to go to the uh, the corner shop for a bag of sweets. You'd get a, a, um, a what was what was called, um, and the Brits in chat will be able to back me up on this. Um, a, a a mixed bag. It was ten pence, and you'd get a mixed bag of sweets. Um, but if you had no money and you hadn't been given any pocket money, what you would do is you would go around the houses and you would find people that had like bottles that they bought from the shop that get recycled, or ten p a go. So, you know, you'd find somebody with a bottle to recycle at the corner shop, whether it's a milk bottle, it doesn't matter. And then you take it to the shop, you'd get the deposit on the bottle, and then you'd use the deposit to buy a mixed bag of sweets. Pick and mix, <laughs> Zaz says, yes. Although, come on, Woolworths pick and mixes were bloody expensive, mate. You know, they were a Woolworths pick and mix was not cheap. It was not cheap at all. All right, well, let's hope that they get these bugs fixed before... Uh, before 5v5 GAC, I really, really want to see that happen. 
please CG fix those before then. And the JMK, it worries me. We're Neil and I are on different sides of the fence on this one, but honestly, again, it worries me. Nonetheless, coming up after this break, we sit down with Hollow Table News Network's own Celiac Sarah right after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hello, Escape Padawans. It is the Llama here to remind you that the Escape Pod castaways are on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can catch us on YouTube and on Twitch every week streaming Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, Lego Legacy Heroes Unboxed, your favorite new Galaxy of Heroes show, GA Center, and so much more. Come catch us on the web. Are you a member of Team Paul or Team Neil? Maybe you prefer story time with the llama, or dabble in the buttery side of the force with Biscuit Weasel. Or maybe you like the escape pod talents from Down Under, like Heinze and Scotty. No matter who you support, you can get one of my designs from the Escape Podcast merch store. Just go to escapepodcastaways.com, click on the merch link, and it will take you to the Public site where you can support me, Mrs. Anthony, also known as Critty K. Also be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast's Discord server weekly to vote for my latest shirts in the Design Derby on Woot. Links for both of these are down below. Thank you for supporting the Escape Pod cast. Heinze from the ANZGC is officially a member of the Escape Pod Castaways. Make sure you go and search for Heinze on YouTube today because he live streams a lot of his GAC content. And not only does he do that, he also does some pretty fun videos from time to time, including a behind the screen and also streaming Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, and from time to time, this idiot might drop by. Head on over and check out Heinze today on YouTube, a part of the Escape Pod Castaways Network. Kids. It's really cool. Hello there, Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Thad and the Escape Podcast for Kids. Today, we are going to talk about Darth Maul and where in the canon his kit actually comes from. I wanted to focus on Darth Maul because I truly believe that his is one of the most important and most tragic stories in all of Star Wars. And while Darth Maul we see in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes currently focuses on only a fraction of this Darth Lord's life, I think it is important and that players should understand him better. Darth Maul was a Force-sensitive Zabrak male born on the planet Dathomir in the year 52 BBY. Maul was the blood kin and son of Mother Talzin, and had two brothers, Feral and Savage Press. At a young age, Maul was promised as an apprentice to Darth Sidious back when Sidious and Talzin were more than just friends. Upset by this promise, Maul fled his mother's home, was captured by a group of Knight Brothers, and eventually tortured. It was during this time that Maul began to lose natural feeling for his mother and began to learn to hate, as all Sith do. During his training, Maul became an acrobatic warrior, a weapon of the Sith, and learned to use a dual-bladed lightsaber. Maul crafted his very own saber from pieces stolen 
or otherwise acquired throughout his training. Over time, Maul's hatred grew and was eventually turned against the Jedi. Part of this hatred came from a moment on Malak. Sidious took Maul to the dead planet to show him the aftermath of a great battle between the Jedi and the Sith. During this visit, Maul inhaled the ashes of a slain Sith, causing him to see visions of the Jedi Order striking down members of his own. This began his lust for revenge against the Jedi. Maul's hatred deepened as he realized the Jedi, who searched the galaxy for Force-sensitive children, never sought him, not knowing if he was merely overlooked or just deemed not worthy. This neglect led Maul to personalize his hatred toward the Jedi Order even more. As Maul grew in strength and his desire for revenge deepened, Sidious struggled to find ways to keep his apprentice busy so as to not reveal their presence too soon. This led Maul to working with notorious bounty hunters like Cad Bane and Aura Singh. When the time was right, Sidious set his machinations in motion. After the blockade on Naboo went sideways, Darth Maul was sent to track down and return Queen Amidala to the besieged planet. It is this Darth Maul that we currently have in the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes hollow table rosters. Raging Storm and Whirling Blades. Darth Maul's basic and special abilities are an homage to his ability to devastate his opponents with his dual lightsaber. His skill with weapons, coupled with his acrobatic ability, made him a blur of motion to his enemies. And with each enemy he defeated, he would gain strength and power to attack another. We saw this in his early life, as well in his rise to power after his resurrection. Dancing Shadows. Darth Maul, like all Sith, was a shadow, an unseen figure who moved from one darkness to another, pulling the strings of the puppets who he controlled. As a leadership ability, this allows him and those on his squad to use stealth in a way similar to what was seen in canon. Power of Hatred As part of the Sith Code, a Sith believes there's only passion. It is through passion they gain strength. Through strength, power. Power leads to victory, and victory sets them free. But their power comes from an all-consuming passion, and Darth Maul's passion was that of revenge. Revenge against the Jedi, against those who wronged him, and eventually against Kenobi. But that is a story time for another day. That's all for me this week. Tune in next week for more story time with Uncle Thad on the Escape Podcast for kids. Hotbot and Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with additional features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. 
Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the escape pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Receiving incoming transmission. And welcome back, ladies and gents. Oh, we got a surprise for you. This week's guest is a fellow podcaster. Yes, they are. Paul, why don't you in introduce our guest to the audience for this evening? Absolutely. And you kind of stole my thunder there in the fact that she is a fellow podcaster. Uh, she's a co-host for the Hollow Table News Network and the new spinoff, Under the Hollow Table. Uh, it's a she is a very very focused like me PVE player and she's a fellow sheet user Dark Phoenix Sniper are you listening to this I have a friend <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show HNN's own Celiac Sarah Sarah how are you doing Hi guys I'm good how are you I'm doing well doing well yes. it's a, well, it's a pleasure to have you here Thank you so much First question Yes let, let's let's talk um let's talk about your account yeah. what is you know the, the standard questions we always ask how long have you been playing what's okay. your gp okay. and does neil get to have a new friend or have you fallen to the dark side like me oh um so i have been playing since october 2016 i want to say it wasn't super serious for probably, actually, it wasn't until Territory Battles was announced. And then I was like, okay, you've got my attention. So I am six. <laughs> you had my interest. Four. Yeah. Now you exactly. have my attention. <laughs> so I'm 6.4 million GP. Uh, very, very light side heavy roster. Extremely heavy light side. It's pretty bad, but, actually. But have you spent anything? I, I guess that's, that's the big yeah. question. Neil loves free-to-play friends. I have spent, I have not spent quite as much as some people have. I don't spend often. I'll put it that way. So what, what do you spend? What, what makes you go, I'd buy that for a dollar? So um, I think I bought a relic pack last time. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. But relics are, relics are the bane of my existence. Actually, salt battles are the bane of my existence, but that's another that's another story. <laughs> um, I finally <laughs> took my Imperial Troopers up enough to be able to beat the one that we just did. Yeah, my Imperial Troopers, I feel bad for them because I'm like, oh, you guys are going to be my next project, I promise. And then a new Galactic Legend gets announced and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not going to be my next <laughs> project. <laughs> so um, I, I haven't wailed, quote unquote, on a character probably since Malik was released. That was my last whale to get a character at the first unlock. 
Um, and then since, since Malik, I've only bought one pack. It was just that one pack that I mentioned. So I'm, I'm doing okay. I feel like I'm curbing the spending. Okay. So not, no, no spend on crystals. You're no. not a crystal refresher. No, I, well, I will, I will refresh. Um, if I have to refresh an arena to get to first, I will. Um, but I'm not buying like a vault of crystals every month or something like that. But All do, right. Do you, so, do you make enough crystal? Do, do you have a, de- a sufficient enough crystal income to be able to do what you need in the game from like yes. squad arena and fleet arena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I usually take first or second in squad arena unless for whatever reason something is ridiculous that night and I can't um, do my squad arena. And then I usually try to park in top ten in fleet. Fleet arena is just super boring for me. I usually just do one battle. And if I'm bored, I will try to climb to first and sit there. But usually I'm like, oh, I'm in top 10. It's fine. (laughs) Well, if you're making 500 from squad arena, you don't really care about fleet. No. And I try to only do refreshes for what I'm specifically farming. So right now I'm working on um, Kylo's ultimate. So I'm only using my refreshes on regular energy so i can get his tickets otherwise i don't go crazy and i'm refreshing energy and ship energy and mod like i try and keep it try and keep it so that i can get by let my stash of crystals grow a little bit so if i need to you know buy a stun gun prototype or something I mm, don't buy the don't buy the uh, gear say no to gear uh, no to crystals for gear <laughs> gear is just so it's so awful what do you what do you spend your crystals on then if you're not spending them on gear? I I refresh right now. I mm-hmm. refresh for Hunter, Echo or Hunter um Tech mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, Hanta Tick <laughs> and um and Bo-Katan. Those are okay. my refreshes right now. Okay. 50 50 50 100 three refreshes on each. Yeah, so that's that's totally fair. I really speaking of Neil, something that I noticed, and I apologize that, that I'm 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 slightly tangenting here, but we're we're staying on the topic of Swaga here. Neil, have you noticed with Hanta and Tick on the same same light side, if you will? I really would love it to see every single bad batch character on those nodes, just taking over those nodes. Uh, I, I, that, I haven't I haven't site. noticed. I haven't activated any of the bad batch on any of my accounts because I have no intention of farming them. All right. <laughs> they're just gonna None. stay they're just inactive. gonna stay uh, they're gonna every single one is gonna stay 50, 50 and twenty five on every single one of my accounts because I'm not farming them. I'm just not. I'm not I'm not going to waste my time farming a character to seven stars. I have no intention of gearing. And the amount of Kairos needed for the Bad Batch is ridiculous. I, I, I have better characters that need those resources, so not going to happen. Ever. They'll just sit there and never be used. Like, would, literally. Would there, so. would there be, like, a, a character release in the future, possibly, that would make you do it? Or a, an event where they really shown that would make you do well, it? Well, I mean, if, if they throw if they throw crosshair in, I'll activate mm-hmm. them and take them to gear 8, and that's it. I'll activate them, I'll gear 8 them, I'll throw some crappy mods on them, and I'll take all of their abilities to 7, because 
that would be better than some, you know, crappy, you know, Jedi team at gear 11 in 5v4. You know, and plus you can throw it on defense and people will be like, ooh, a weak team. And mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, thank you for the three, four banners. That was very nice of you. I appreciate that. So, bait yeah. them. Yeah, bait. So I might, you know, but but then, uh, you know, it, 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 it's nothing. What does it cost? It, it costs very, very little to, you know, take a team of five to gear seven. Yeah. It really doesn't. So, you know, it's, you know, it's the eights and the nines. the ten. It's it, No, it's not even that. You know, they're so expensive just to get to gear, to gear 12. And that if you're going to take them to gear 12, then you may as well relic them. That's a lot of resources to be putting into the, you know, into the bar batch when you mm -hmm. could be, you know, putting relics, putting relics towards five characters or a galactic legend. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, they're, 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 <laughs> they're a bit like my first order. Nothing's going to ever happen to them. Like ever. Hey, I said the same thing about first order and now I have a slicker somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No. So, well, uh, once I get my JML, maybe I'll get the GL bug, but I doubt it. Mm -hmm. So why do you why do you have why do you have Supreme Leader? Um. So I I got my GM my JML, and then I debated hoarding, and just kind of going after a side project before I did uh, first order. It was either first order or Sith Empire Trooper or Sith Empire. Oh, Sith Eternal Emperor and um Papa Pelps. Papa Pelps, Grandpa Pelps. Uh <laughs> so it was one or the other, and I was not close on either. And I just figured I might as well go for Slicker and maybe I can, if I remember to hit a raid in the guild, I can use him in the raid. Maybe he'll help me in um Squad Arena, getting past some of those Bastilla-led JML teams are a pain. Uh, so I was kind of just thinking it was the lesser of two evils. Um, I started, I was more than halfway through when they announced Kenobi was coming. So it was, there was just no no turning back. No point. turning back. You're, yeah. you're halfway there, taking you longer to go back than it would to go forward. Exactly. As much as I wanted to. <laughs> it was not logical. So, so there was no reason of territory battles because you you are a self-proclaimed like me yeah, territory yeah. battle tactician yeah so i i am going to i'm excited because we're in dark side territory battles right now so i'm going to use him he doesn't have his ultimate so i don't know how well he will do better for us. he'll do better, better. okay so because he's going to continually stab and swipe stab and swipe instead of stab swipe rawr right right <laughs> So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it'll work out because like I said, my Imperial Troopers are not that good and my Bounty Hunters are even worse. So by the time phase four rolls around, when you're splitting your Separatists up for all of those um, combat missions and the special mission, it it's scraping the bottom of the barrel of my dark side to be perfect. I mean, the honest. first phase you're splitting your Separatists up already. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, my, my guild first phase, it's probably done already. I'm not gonna lie, it's probably done. So I I don't worry about the first phase too much. We're, I worry about phase four. <laughs> That's where Every, everybody worries about phase four. And yeah. my ultimate uh, supreme leader still sometimes struggles in it. Oh, so 
don't tell yeah. me these things. I know. I, I, I don't want to dash your hopes, but mm-hmm. it's separate to, in order to beat at to 30, 32 stars or 33 stars, mm-hmm. you have to have the separatist high relic. Yeah. You have to have other, um, other teams high relic and not just, not just galactic legend ready galactic legend surpassed yeah yeah you've got to take them even past their requirements right yes yeah yeah so i am hopeful because i know i i shouldn't say i know but i assume he will do better than the one wave my bounty hunters will maybe oh definitely (laughs) oh definitely you know you could then use Django in one of the special missions you'll be fine um, but you also are, and, and we link to this in mm-hmm. both the YouTube vi- version and the podcast version. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we support the, the Pop the Waza and Dark Phoenix Snipers SWGOH sheets. Yeah. Um, and when did you, when were you exposed to their sheets? Um. I think they ended up just circulating around that eventually I just started seeing them more and more and more. And I love them um, just to kind of brainstorm ideas from. And then I also, I kind of have my own information sheet, kind of just like a personal guild data collection where I can track like a psycho. (laughs) I was going to say micromanager. Yeah. Like a a micromanager, you know, what route did we take? How many stars did we get? How much get to did we get? How many attempts did we have on the cam mission? And how many cam mission shards did we get? Like just everything. How much, how much uh, GP was our guild at during this territory battle? Like, I just like to see all of the progress. Um, (laughs) Just because then I know if I need to be genuinely upset about something <laughs> or if it's, if it's a minimal increment. Um, and it just helps also like there's a month in between territory battles, which is too long. This is just too long. Um, <laughs> I agree, but. Right? So it's, it's hard to remember sometimes like how well you did in a specific phase or how even just like personally, but as a guild. I think like, we should be able to, to attempt for no reward mm-hmm. we should be able to attempt the cam mission and the watt mission mm-hmm. and all those other missions in the journey guide you can play yeah. all the other missions to to get there to get these legendary characters mm-hmm. they're already in the journey guide why can't we practice so we know what we're doing when it's finally go time like a sandbox mode oh you Sorry. She she said those bad words, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, we we and once again we re- kind of recall back to the um back to the Jedi Academy in the mini marathon that we were doing. We proposed to Crumb once you beat Galactic once you beat Galactic uh conquest. Mhm you should be able to go back without modifiers. Once you get the red box, mm-hmm. 
you can turn off modifiers. Let us do that so we have a con- uh, sandbox mode. Yeah, actually, I remember somebody, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they mentioned like Conquest was good because when you're done, you can go back and you're, you can practice and it's like a sandbox. And I was like, it's not though, because you have these modifiers. The modifiers, yeah. Even if you take your discs off, you still have modifiers on the enemies. So it's not a proper sandbox. Yeah, no, I, I no. said... Um, um, there is not, it's not a sandbox, but you, it's the closest you could get to yes. a sandbox mode, but it's not on hard. It's on normal mm-hmm. um, because the, it's slightly lower relics that you, you, and if you add the modifier to it, what you can do is you can take in your team without any data cards on that you have no modifiers. Uh, and if you can beat one of these gear 10, sorry, these gear 12, or these Relic Zero or Relic One teams that have modifiers with your team without any data cards on it, it's a good indication that you've got a squad that is definitely going to be able to beat something else. Yeah, sure, they've got the modifiers, so they're going to be a lot more OP, but your team hasn't. So you get to see what your squad can do against various different squads, Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I say uh, Sector 1 um, I, I, my, my two smaller accounts are still there so I, I will mess around with squads in Sector 1 where they're all gear 12 with my mm-hmm. squads until the cows come home because I'm looking at them and I'm thinking okay a full gear 12 first order what else can I beat them with you know or um, mm-hmm. a full gear 12 phoenix what else can I you know what else can I do to them that kind of thing because if they're beat, if you're beating them with their modifiers, then you know you're going to be able to take your that team, your team, in against something that is ex, ex, uh, exactly geared and exactly made out the same way. But you know you're going to beat it because they don't have the modifiers. Yeah, that's but actually that's, a very that's, very good that's, point. That's one exception to the rule, and mm-hmm. it's not a true sandbox mode because it's only the teams that are in sector one or sector yeah. two. You know. Yeah. And and then of course depending on the path you chose and which yeah teams and then yeah face. exactly yeah. depends on the yeah. path you chose yeah <laughs> so uh, I don't want to go too too long and <laughs> not be able to talk about what you do in in a very good way for this community so for those who don't know I I remember when when this was starting I I loved loved. Uh, Love the shout out that was given to us in the beginning too. Hollow New Hollow Table News Network started out and in and, and is a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but you have your own unique spin on how you guys do things. Uh, do, do you want to kind of explain explain what makes your show unique? Yeah. So we we started it as a podcast. There were there were three of us that started. It was myself, Sir Georges, and Faye Thirty Four, who has since uh, retired from the game. Um, and we did quite a few episodes. And then Sir Georges was like, "We should stream the show while we record it." Um, so we started streaming it to YouTube, and it apparently it, it, everyone seemed to really like this. I didn't realize this would be a, a thing that people enjoyed, um, but we would go over uh, the news, we would go over whatever the big topic was, what we're farming, you know, like the typical things. 
Um, and it's the, just the, the formula for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our, our, I guess I should say my shtick that has kind of stuck since then is we will go over the kits um, and I will read them blind. So I will not read a kit until we're on our show. Uh, like I do with Road Aheads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and it's, it's kind of funny because people will be like, it's been eight days since this kit came out. I'm like, I know, don't talk to me. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Can just, you believe what shush? Yeah. I've, I've said it to my own guild. I've been like, stop talking in our general chat. Just no, stop it. <laughs> It makes Discord a very uh, interesting place to navigate when you're It's trying. a minefield. It's a minefield. You're trying to, exactly that. You're trying to avoid all these things and people think you're psycho. Um, so it, it's a lot of fun though. And then, um, yeah, so we do that every two weeks. And now we've got our spinoff episodes under the holo table. And we just go more in depth into a specific topic, which I thought it was a great idea. Absolutely loved it. We, um, we had Voxen on as a guest a couple of times on our show and it just kind of formed naturally for him to, to help host it. And I couldn't find content that was being created that was about specific, in-depth about specific things. So in-depth about modding or in-depth about hot utils or territory battles or anything like that. Um, so it's great. We just kind of pick a topic every two weeks and it, it fills that that gap of when there's no news because there obviously isn't news every week in the game, like this week. <laughs> so it's it's been good though. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us how we can find <laughs> the Hello New Hello Table News Network other than clicking the link down below? Hint, yes. hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> So um, we record every Wednesday, usually sometimes it's off, but it's usually every Wednesday around 9 p.m. Eastern um, Hollow Table News Network is myself and Sir George's and we stream it on Sir George's YouTube channel. Um, and then we obviously post the audio to our uh, HNN feed, if you will. Uh, how under how do people YouTube. spell yes. Sir George's? Because it's a little George's. different. It is a little, it is, uh, Sir George's is Sir, S-I-R, and then George's is G-E-O-R-G-E-O-U-S. Yeah, so it's George, George, and George and then us. Yes, George, George and then O-U-S. Yes. Yeah, yes. George, us. There's gorgeous, but the gorgeous <laughs> bit is George. Exactly. It's yeah. not gorgeous, it's George. It's, it's not gorge, it's George. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous, but George instead of gorge. <laughs> So he he does he handles all the streaming for us. I'll upload it usually the next morning um, to our to our feed. Under the hollow table, we also record on Wednesday nights. We don't record it live. We tend to pre-tape it because we like to to edit it after the fact. It usually goes pretty long. Uh, and then I also will upload it. It's all in the same feed, which makes it really easy to to find for people. Uh, it's all under the Hollow Table News Network podcast feed for all of them. And then under the Hollow Table is just I just preface the episode names with UTH so people can kind of distinguish what they're getting into before they hit play. Um, and then we have our Discord server which is pretty active all of a sudden now. And we are as of next light side territory battle, we're going to be streaming our cam runs in there and coaching in there. So there you, you go. Yeah. So 
I, you know what? I'm going to make a challenge. I'm going to tell people <laughs> if you want coaching from Sarah, was <clears throat> Voxen going to join you? Voxen's going to join me. And there are a couple others in the server who are coaches themselves that have volunteered to help as well. So there, there are several go. people you can ask for help that really know the mission. Now, I, I am going to, to shout out Taliana and 50 Shades yes. of Cam. She's, you know, she was, she's the originator of, of, basically making sure you get cam yeah but the more people that share love for this game and share strategery mm-hmm. and all of that just makes it makes for a better community so on behalf of the community thank you for that thank you i appreciate that same to you guys that's that's probably the best part of this game it it's what keeps me here yeah absolutely <laughs> Neil, do you have any other questions before we uh, launch uh, Celiac Sarah out of the escape pod? No, no, launch ahead. All right. <laughs> well, guys, uh, uh, Sarah, thank you for uh, taking a moment with us. Really, really appreciated. If you did not catch last week's premiere of the newest episode of Hell in the Noob, which is a two-parter, mm-hmm. uh, you will be able to see part one here in just a moment. And when we return, it's the bridge, and we will do... Our Patreon's choice questions, feel free to do redemptions in the chat, or if you're a Patreon, throw them in the Discord and we'll get you from there. Stick around, more coming up right after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Hotbot and Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with additional features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Does your guild want to tap into their full potential in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah! For as low as $1 a month per guild member, your guild can unleash the power of the game in ways you never thought possible. Track your arena movements, guild progression, and much, much more. Contact Shitty Bill and get one of his shitty bots on your server today. Just look for him on our Discord server and tag or message him for more information. The link for our server is below in the description. Shitty bots, don't let the name fool you. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking bot, after show access, 
inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. And now time for something completely shameless. We start this episode in orbit above the planet Rune, in the Outer Rim Territories. The planet Rune is known as a hive of scum and villainy. Spice smugglers and space pirates hide out on the planet Rune's surface in one of its many cantinas, trying to avoid attention from galactic authorities. This is the setting that we find ourselves in to begin this episode of Hellion the Noob. You sure you want another Corellian ale? Yeah, might as well. All right, it's your funeral. Oh, great. Here we go. Well, hey there, pretty lady. Not interested, pal. Hey, buddy. Why don't I get you a drink on the house and you just walk away? Just mind your business, barkeep. This is an A-B conversation, so you can just see your way out of it. Now, um, um, where, uh, where were we? We were at not interested pal come on sugar bun don't be like that (laughs) what part of not interested pal didn't he get another carillion ale yeah why not dude it's your funeral oh great not again what's up girl (sighs) not interested pal hey buddy why don't I get you a drink on the house, and you just walk away? Why did you go back to serving drinks, bartender? Kill my vibe. Now, where were we? You, me, a couple of fuzzy tauntauns? It'd be great. We were at Not Interested Pal. Oh, come on, babe. Don't be like that. <laughs> okay. What part of Not Interested Pal didn't he get? Another Corellian ale? Are you sure you want to be wasted by the time he gets here? I got a high tolerance. Keep them coming. Your high tolerance keeps costing me bar patrons. Oh, great. Not again. Why did I ever agree to this? How you doing? Not interested friend. Buddy, haven't you been paying attention? Why don't I get you... A drink on the house, and yeah, just walk away. Why don't you get me whatever she's having, and then you can go away. So, where do we leave off? We left off at not interested friend. Listen, honey, don't you... (laughs) What? I used friend instead of pal this time. Ugh, this is so annoying. TC-14 relays orders to me to head to the rune sector. Armed with only the instructions, you will know what to do. And after lurking up here in orbit for a month, what have I found? Nothing. So... I've decided to have a look around planet side and see if I can't find something. 
All right, you're up, barkeep. Remember your lines. Right. We don't serve your kind around here. Hey, droid, you'll have to wait outside. We don't want your kind in here. My kind? Oh, no. I'm not letting that slide. Perfect. That got his attention. All right, he's coming. He's coming. Oh, great. Here we go. I hope you know what you're doing. What did you mean, my kind, bartender? Are you prejudiced against droids? Where's your manager? You have business here, partner? That voice. No. My audio receptors must be malfunctioning. Excuse me, miss. This doesn't concern you. Are you sure this doesn't concern me, partner? This bipedal ape creature has a voice that's quite similar to the vile, salty Spartans. But the Greek is bald, and this character has long, flowing hair. It can't be him? My audio receptors must be in serious need of repair. Listen, Linda. I said this doesn't concern you. Now, bartender, I demand an answer, and I am not leaving until I... The name ain't Linda, partner. This dank ferric is asking for it now. And that low, raspy, irritating voice, it's gotta be what's messing with my audio receptors. Listen, Linda, Alicia, Helen, whatever your name is, I said this does not concern you. Now, if you would not mind, bartender, I await your reply. The name's Hellenix. self-promotion. Partner. Egads. It's the vile saltly Spartan. Uh, your disguise fooled no one, my former master. Is that so, partner? Yes, it is. In fact, so. Your wig was crooked, and your glasses clearly are not prescription. Listen, Helen Nine, it's time to end this once and for all. Well, what are you waiting for, partner? What's the problem this time? Droid. Whatever, Spartan. I'm not even waiting for anything. I know exactly what I need to do. So, there. Well, if you know exactly what to do, what are you waiting for then, partner? You're always so impatient, Mr. No Bueno. I know exactly what I'm doing. Stop rushing me. I bet it would help if you had some kind of, oh, I don't know, some kind of tool that could assist you in your quest to destroy me, partner. Of course, the ultimate nullifier. Why didn't I think of that? Okay, nullifier ready. I better get on with this. Prepare to meet your doom, you vile istophobe. Behold, I possess the ultimate nullifier. 
With it, I can end all of existence. Now, come with me as my prisoner, and if you just give yourself up, you can save the entire universe. But if you resist, the death of everyone everywhere will be on your hands. Nope. I won't be doing that, partner. Uh, how many times are you gonna say partner? It's becoming quite annoying. If you do not surrender and come with me as my prisoner, then I will- You wouldn't dare. You don't have the internal wiring, partner. Oh, you think that I wouldn't because I totally will. I am prepared to sacrifice everything to bring you to justice. Last chance, Swaga OG. You will surrender now, or we will all be destroyed. <sighs> Whatever. Someone wake me up when this daffy-ass droid grows up here and pushes the button on that sci-fi novelty trinket. You sure he can't wipe us out with that thing? Eh, I'm 80% positive he can't. 80%? That's not exactly confidence-inspiring. Relax, the odds are in our favor. Okay, fine. You asked for it. I'm pushing the button. Everyone, listen up. He asked for this. This is clearly his fault. Don't blame me. I apologize for any inconvenience, but please be advised. The universe will now be erased. Wait, in no. Three, oh, no. Two, Don't do it. One. No. Will the noob nullify the entire universe with but a push of a button? This is probably a bad idea as most of us live in the universe. Will Cartoon Helly be able to weasel his way out of this one? Space Las Vegas odds say, no he will not. Will our wonderful bartender be forced to clean up this mess? All these corpses cannot be good for business. Make sure not to miss the next episode of Helly and the Noob to find out the answers to these questions and many more. And welcome back, ladies and gents. It's uh, the full segment of the show. It's uh, the bridge. It's Patreon's choice. <coughs> so it's question time. <laughs> BCM hates cliffhangers. It's a two-parter, not a cliffhanger. It, mm -hmm. You will find out what happens. And if I'm correct, next Friday... Yeah, if uh, if Helly does get it to us next Friday, would be the debut of the new uh, new episode of Helly and the Noob. Yeah, the conclusion, the conclusion of this uh, two parter. Mm -hmm. The conclusion, yes. All right, Patreon's choice questions. <clears throat> Sephiranus asks, "Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh?" Um, I know I you don't of, like. Can I say none of the above? Because I don't I know play either. Yeah, you don't like collectible card games. <laughs> no, I, I like card games. I just don't like those card games. Collectible card games. Yeah, I'll play. I'll, I'll enjoy a good thing. I'll, 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 I enjoy a good game of top trumps as much as the next person. But yeah, no. I tried the the that, and I my my, my one of my one of my oldest friends tried to get me into it 
oh god over 20 years ago and i just yeah it, it just didn't interest me at all it just didn't uh, i like card games i just don't like card games that take as long to play as a board game you know i like a card oh. game to be over you know shortly i don't get me wrong i like but you know give me G game of life monopoly those games that last hours and hours and hours and hours and hours scrabble yeah but card games that last hours i'm just it's just not my genre it's it's just well, not for me okay so magic the gathering um doesn't take that long games can yeah. be over real quick all right okay yeah still not interested in magic the gathering all right what 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 if i were to rewind time and get my collection of the game game Star Wars Destiny back, where it, it's a collectible card game, but it incorporated dice, but it was Star Wars characters. Would that interest you? Um, probably not, no. No. Star okay. Wars Top Trumps, yes. <laughs> I love Star Wars Top Trumps. Star Wars Top Trumps, yeah, I love that. That that's that's you know, that's my that's my stick. I mean, I've got I've got Star Wars top trumps. Yeah, so, we, yeah. we 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 did the unboxing in the yeah, after yeah, I did show the unboxing in the opening. Yeah, the smell <laughs> of new cards being taken out of their plastic. Mm, it's lovely. <laughs> All right, um, Geek Girl had a bunch of questions. We'll do these rapid rapid fire, but I don't know if uh, do you like musicals, Neil? Yeah, yeah, I love musicals. Okay. Uh, she, she was in a musical mood, so she asked a bunch of questions. What's your favorite musical? Mine, Rent. Um, uh, for me, for me, it's a toss-up between uh, The Sound of Music and Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> okay. What's your least favorite musical? Um, Les Mis is my least favorite musical. Even, And I know it's weird to say because Rent was kind of based on the bohemia aspect of Les Mis, mm -hmm. but I I don't like Les Mis. Moulin Rouge. Oh, my gosh. My I, I love Moulin Rouge. <laughs> uh, what, is one of, what is one that is underseen or underrated that you think people should watch? Avenue Q. Uh, I would go with Blood Brothers. What is the best adaptation to a film version? I'm going to have to go rent again. Uh, I, I would go uh, West Side Story. If you could take a character from a musical and put it in Star Wars, who would it be and why? Oh, I would put I would put Frankenfurter. <laughs> I, would, I would put I would put Frank Frankenfurter. I, I don't the, the re the, the, it's. The, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of my favorites. It's one of the greatest, but it's not the great. It's because it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek musical. Uh, it's very, very niche. It's kind of, you know, but the character, uh, Dr. Frankenfurter, I would put him, um, I would put him, uh, you know, in in charge of a ship, you know, that, that, that he'd be, you know, an ambassador to planet Transylvania. In Star Wars, <laughs> I would totally put him in. I would so put Frank Rocky. <laughs> I wouldn't change him at all. I would put him in to Star Wars exactly as the Frank and Perta character. Uh, for me, I would have to say, um, Josh Gad's character from the Book of Mormon. Mm, okay. The, uh... <laughs> 
And uh, what, what, why? Because you could talking about space Joseph Smith in the way that he would do it would just be wonderful. <laughs> just think of him talking to a bunch of uh, Roydians <laughs> trying to explain. <laughs> and last but not least, if you could combine different musicals together to create a new one, what would it be? Um. Hmm. That that is an interesting one to think of. Oh yeah, no, that is a very good one. A mashup. A mashup. I think that I would mash up. uh, I think that I would mash up Cannibal the Musical, which um, what it's along the lines of of a movie musical, and I, I know you hate it, but Moulin Rouge. I would. I would. I would the, go the story. The story of Alfred Packer with common day songs. <laughs> See, I, I would. My, my mashup would be in in a slightly different vein. I would. I would mash up um, Team America with Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, but not in the way that you're thinking. I would be. Let's do Seven Brides for Seven Brothers in the same way that Team America was done. So puppets and profanity, but seven brides for seven brothers. Can you imagine? Well, then, the, the, honestly, the, the, you're the thinking big, of big, Avenue the, Q. The, the dance, you're the thinking dance. of Avenue Q, there, my friend. I just think it's something like that would be. I just think it would. I just think it would be awesome. It would be so funny because it would be so impolitic. It would be so the opposite of politically correct. There's oh, no that's, way that's that Avenue could, Q. You could not, I don't know, I, I mean, I, I don't know Avenue Q, I've never watched it, I've never heard of it, I've never it, seen it. It is, no frame of, I, think I of can't. Sesame Street gone bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. But that's what, Seven Brides for Seven, yeah, I just, yeah, I think, like, like the bit of the bit where he's buying, you know, they're auctioning off this woman to be a wife. I think Matt Stone and Trey Parker could have a lot of fun with that, with puppets. You know, and when they're competing against each other to build the bomb, oh my god! You know, and they're all like hammering each other and hitting each other. Just, <laughs> just, just Matt Stone and Trey Parker can have a lot of fun with that. I think. All right, uh, she thought of another one. What is a true story that would make a good musical? Um, that wow, a true. So based on a true story, because it you, based you never, a musical based on a, a true, true story. story, you get based on a true story, right? Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm just trying to think of a historical event that, that make, hasn't been made a musical yet. <laughs> that, that, that would make a good musical. Um. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Of the I can't. I can't. I, I, we'll have to possibly come back to that one. Yeah. Um, and then what film currently exists that you think would make a good or bad musical? Just like a. You want to? I'm going to I'm going to say this because I think it would be I think it would be good is I I, I genuinely think I think um, John Wick. As a musical, John Wick, the musical, because all of the gun scenes would become huge dark song and dance numbers. All of the gunfighting scenes and the one-on-one scenes would become epic 
you know, epic song and dance bits. They just would. They'd have to. But there's so many fight scenes and there's so many one-on-ones that it would make, I just think it would make something very, I just think it would make an interesting dance. I'm, go- to I'm, going, to Italian. S- I'm going to slightly twist that and I'm going to say, how about a video game turned into a musical? And I'm going to say Borderlands. They're making a movie, so it can fit, but I would love to see a Borderlands musical. Okay. Any All right. Questions? Uh, two from uh, two more questions. First one from JJ Manners. What is your crappy guilty pleasure sci-fi movie? Um, Galaxy Quest is mine. I <laughs> love Galaxy Quest. Uh, mine would be Galaxy of Terror. Uh, that that those eighties B rate those those eighties B rate movies that were direct ripoffs of Star Wars are some of my favorites. Because they're so cheesy, the special effects are awful, they're so low budget, they're so poorly acted, but, you know, they're just, you know, they're so bad, they're good. All right. And what is the best album to listen to while sitting around a campfire? Um, uh, <laughs> actually, oh, my, you want to know? It's, it's, a, yeah, this, let, this, let's hear the story. Sound, uh, it's going to sound strange, but Snoop Dogg. Which one? No, not Snoop Dogg, sorry. Snoop Doggy Dogg. So we're going back to his first album before he started changing his name. Nothing but a G thing? Yeah. So, you know, before all of that, when he was Snoop Doggy Dogg. Okay. Snoop Doggy Dogg around the campfire is awesome. And the reason why it's awesome is because there's a group of you. You're all sat around. Or doggy not, style. I'm sorry. Doggy style was that album. Yeah, doggy. Yeah, doggy style was the. Uh, 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 so you're all sat around the camp, and this is why it's good. You all sat around the campfire. You're not talking. You're not singing along, but everybody is just bobbing their head. Everyone's literally to the beat. Everyone's just you know because because when you're around the campfire and you're listening to Snoop Doggy Dog, you're doing it with a doobie. You're doing it with a doobie and you're doing it with a drink. So no words need to be exchanged. You don't need to have a conversation. Everybody's just kind of chilling out around the campfire, nodding their head to the beat of Snoop Doggy Dog's doggy style. And yeah, it's a, it's a good one. You know, if you just want everybody to, you know, just chill, like to really chill, not not get, not feel the need to hear voices <laughs> and have a conversation going. Just literally sit there. You're not singing along to it because most people don't know the words off the top of their head. But you can listen to the stories in all of his songs and just nod your head to the beat. It's it is. It's very cathartic. It's nice. You should try it. If for, I get to go to a festival this year, that's what I'll be doing. For for me, it would have to be the eponymous album of the classic rock band Boston. That whole album by Boston is just. It's amazing. Okay. More than a feeling. It the, being the best known track off of uh, off of that album. It's it's a really really good album. You're also thinking a peace of mind, foreplay, long time, rock and roll band, smoking, hitch a ride. So many great songs off of the album Boston. So, all right. 
Uh, what do you got coming up on the uh, on the Escape Podcast channel, Neil? Well, this weekend, um, big one, final round, week four, round twelve, going for the twelve and zero on my main account. Um, just had a had a. I thought it was going to be closer than it actually was. I genuinely thought that the person that I was fighting it was going to be closer than it was, but I won one won, won by between forty and fifty banners. But that's not to say it was a hard opponent. They full cleared me. They did it just under 2,800. Um, I had to beat them with no history. So I couldn't, there was no research, no homework. All I had was their roster and their stats. And that was it. I knew they had me beaten on relics. They had me beaten on pretty much everything. Except for speed on mods. Um, so I was able to, so I'm really, really hoping I can pull it out of the bag. I'm still... Um, just under 100 banners behind um, Calvin Awesome. I'm still in the top 50. I'm chasing top 10 um, Kyber, top 10 Kyber of Division 4. I've got, sorry, I've got Kyber. I'm chasing top 10 or um, Division 4, uh, which would be my highest finish ever. I'm in the doubles at the moment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some help. Would be because I, I don't. I tend not to need to ask for advice on what I'm doing, but it's nice to have someone there that I can bounce or you know maybe one or two ideas off. I was uh, I was asking earlier on will will my you know will my imps beat this CLS team and, and get me 52 plus banners? But in, in the end, I didn't need to. I just yeah. So yeah. So there's that, and then obviously Jedi Academy. But yeah, no. The big the big one is going to be um, round three. Are you going to do it at night or, or morning on Sunday? Um, I'm pro. I, I don't know. I'm probably going to do. I'm probably going to do Saturday night because there's uh, that most people are up and around on Saturday night. So um, regardless of how many people are uh, are in the stream watching, um, there'll be somebody there that I can at least you know maybe get. It depends. Well, I I think I'd like to wait for my opponent to go. Um, I think I'd like to wait for my opponent to go because I'm going to have to do some tweaks to my defense so that I've got the characters necessary to get the two new feats. Because there's two feats um, that you can only do this round. And I've got what's needed to do it, but it's going to be dodgy getting those feats and getting a high score. But I, I'd rather get the, the feats because it's over 150 banners and lose like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll definitely see, but that that's a, that's the big event for me. Twelve and zero, um, undefeated in the new in the new um, GAC era of uh, uh, you know what it is. So yeah, definitely want people to come and watch that. Well, I'll be probably over on the production channel and kind of the personal channel for Christy and I. Vault Thirty Seven Studios. If you guys aren't following Vault Thirty Seven Studios on Twitch. Please go over, give it a follow. Um, lots of fun coming up there, including double features where Christy and I are playing two games on our own um, and uh, laughing with each other and interacting with you guys on chat, which is always fun. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see if maybe you need to need to do something next week uh, where, you know, We'll invite some people to to have a party since it'll be an off week for GAC, right? Yeah, yeah, the break. Oh, I'm looking forward to the break. 
I'm getting ready for 5v5. Um, I don't think I'll have my JML ready for 5v5, but I'm going to give it a bloody good try. All right. Our last thing that we're going to do before we uh, before we take off and raid um, uh, raid somebody and and show some love for the community here, uh, because we raised uh, twenty over twenty six thousand dollars for uh, for St. Jude in the mini marathon um, and community effort here. Zaz has said that he is going to take five Zetas of our choice, Neil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get to choose them. Now we have a laundry list here. We let's let's choose them, and he'll do them in the after show. Um, we can choose Bo-Katan. We we can choose good ones and bad ones. Bo-Katan, we can make him Zeta Rose. Haldo, Resistance Hero Finn or Poe, Vandor Chewy, Young Lando, he put in all capital letters Bodie Rook, mm-hmm. Aura Singh, Pow, Gar Saxon, Old Chewy. These are all the Zetas that he has available. Clone Wars Chewy, L3, Zeb Visus Mar, Night Sister Initiate, Paplu Logray, Old Ben, Zam Wessel, Wicket, Cody, Luminara, Qui Gon, Farm Boy Luke, Ezra, Finn, Leia, um, Duke nu- he he wrote Duke Nukem, um, Cass uh, Cassian Cassian, no not Cassian, Candrus, uh, Juhani, Scavenger Ray, Embo, Greedo, Boba Fett, Dengar, Bastila, Savage, Rolo, Jin, Django, Tarkin, Nihilus, Wampa. I'm going to give you the first pick okay. since he since he's a fellow Brit with you. You get to inflict the most damage or help. So where is his first Zeta going to go? Um, his first Zeta is going to go on Django. Okay. Uh, interesting. You, you, you went Django. My, the one that I chose, Boba Fett. Okay. So, so he's got to he's do, do uh, father and son. Okay, you get to choose another one. Embo. So we're we're saddling him up with three bounty hunter Zetas already. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Wicket is not uh, is not Zeted yet. I say Zeta Wicket. Do you want to inflict pain on him for the last one, or do you want to be nice? Um, what what other bounty hunters are left? What other bounty hunters are left? He's got Greedo, Dengar, um. Greedo and Dengar. I think those are the only two. Um, we'll go with Greedos. All right. So there you go. Um, I, I, you, you got away without uh, having to Zeta Bodhi Rook or Rose or or Farm Boy Luke Zaz. I think we, uh, I think we did right by you here. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm insidious. You know, I'm not a masochist. You know, and the insidious nature of me. You see now, you see, you can make someone, Zeta, a useless character. Then that person will then no longer do anything with that character because it's useless. And they're probably never going to waste resources on it. But if you make them Zeta, a semi-decent character, it 
set something off in the back of their mind. They're like, oh, God, no, Django's got... You know what? I might have to... Uh, uh, I'm going to have to spend resources and make him good now because, you know, with the Zeta and good gear, he's actually... See, that's my that's the insidious nature of the Zetas that I've just made him do. Because now he's thinking, oh, God, you know, I might have to do the gear on those bounty hunters. Whereas if I was just making him Zeta Bodhi Rook, it'd be like, yeah, and so that's I've just wasted a Zeta. I'm not going to waste the gear on him. And Zaz just said he's going to throw in Bodhi as an act of solidarity with me. Ah, okay. <laughs> See, I was not trying to uh, I was not trying to inflict pain. No, I, I see. I'm not trying to inflict instant pain. It's a slow pain. It's death by a thousand cuts. Because now he's thinking in the back of his mind. Oh, you know, Embo. He's got his. Zay oh, I, I'm just. Gonna, I'm going to have to gear thirteen him now. But if you make someone say a rose, they'll be like, yeah, I ain't doing anything. Like, All right, then fine. So I've got All a farm right. for new Zeta materials for a few days, a few weeks. Yeah. Well, ch check out GA Center coming up this, uh, I believe it'll be Tuesday this week. Yeah, it'll be Tuesday this week. Yeah, because it's the last week and there's always an extra 24 hours to allow for people to complete feats. Yeah. So we, we've got uh, GA Center on Tuesday this week. Once again, check out Vault 37 Studios on Twitch, all one word. Would love to, uh, I, I'm, you know, I've done it for many, many different uh, groups. I would love to see somebody step up and help me get to 50. Just saying. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, it's an absolute pleasure to do this show week in, week out. You guys are great. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. However you consume the show, we really do appreciate you. Be nice to each other, damn it. Stay, stand by for a raid, Neil. Mm -hmm. Push the button. You got it, mate. It's a tough now, folks. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pod! Close down the circuit! Evacuate the suit! Self-destruct mechanism has been activated! Abandon ship! Where is it? Where is it? It's gonna be here! Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Uh, uh, Counting down. Just kidding. Three, two, one. Have a nice day. Thank you. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, the escape pod cast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog.